0: Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte.
1: With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this, but with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades, find new roads, Chevrolet.
0: Hello, hello, Rebecca Kramer here. And today I'm really excited. Today I'm with Nestor Gibbs. So Nestor Gibbs is actually the founder of the Boxing Voice podcast. And today we're going to talk about why work ethic matters. I guess thanks so much for stopping by to touch on how successful you've you've been so far, so the boxing voice is maybe you can tell it a little bit better than I can, but your podcast gets three hundred and fifty thousand downloads every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, your YouTube channel has almost thirty thousand subscribers. I think.
1: hundred and thirty
0: My apologies, my apologies. i I looked at it. I did look look at it earlier, so apologies for that. So you're huge everywhere, all over the place. So
1: not quite yet, but trying, trying, and that's what work. Why worth like ethic is important to me.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So Ness, first of all, so obviously, thanks for coming. Um, you had you you mentioned earlier this morning that you have an announcement. So I would love for you to talk about that. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or if you want to encourage people to stay listening and then you can talk about it later.
1: Yeah, a little uh, bit later in the show. Let's let's get those listeners up and make sure you guys uh go ahead and share and like this video.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So we're live on a few different channels right now. We're live on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, um, a couple other channels. No. How's that? It's good. So actually, that's that's why I started going live in the first place, because I got granted. You don't not everybody gets access to LinkedIn Live. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I got granted LinkedIn Live access. So then I felt like I had to.
1: So you're huge.
0: Well, yeah. I have access to LinkedIn live. I guess it's a little bit different than everybody else. So yeah, not, not huge. Not like you, not like you, Ness, not yet.
1: I mean, you know, I'm live to the world, but you're live to the business world. So it's
0: true. It's true.
1: That's a powerful tool.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And Ness, while we're, while we're talking, just so that, you know, you know, most of my audience is small to medium business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, people who do need to have an amazing work ethic. People who do, you know, struggle sometimes. Like when you, I guess, when you first got started, or like way, way back, way back. What made you decide to launch to launch your podcast, to launch your own business?
1: Uh, well, it was way before it be. It was a business. It was a hobby. It was just. It's always been a passion. And I think that you know, as cliche as that sounds. Um, You know, find something you love and you never work a day in your life. Well, that is absolutely true. Unfortunately, it is not a cliche. It's 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 true. So, uh, you know, boxing is such a niche sport. It's so small uh, when you compare it to some of these bigger sports like a basketball or where you're from in Canada. I'm I'm assuming hockey. Uh, It's easy to talk to someone about that said sport. You can go to a bar and watch that said sport. It's not quite the same in every country when it comes to boxing. So um, I just didn't have anyone to talk boxing with. I just, is is it's is as simple as that. I didn't have anyone to celebrate or express those frustrations when uh, things didn't go the way that I thought they would on television. And, uh, you know, the passion for boxing uh, led me to take to social media many, many years ago. And I feel so grateful now. I feel so grateful now that social media is like the wave. And so I got on very early to Twitter and uh, fighters were so accessible. So the sport I loved, I was just able to literally touch someone that I never had a chance to speak to Uh, someone that was 1,300, 2,500 miles away and connect. And what is now, you know, such a, a, I guess, underrated word now, network, uh, allowed me to uh, find other podcasts, really. Uh, it, It didn't become You know, like, I didn't want to podcast until I actually found Boxing podcasts, And it's going to come off cocky and arrogant, but I didn't like what I heard. I thought we can do more. And I was so thirsty and hungry for more. I mean, when I started, people were only doing one show a month. And uh, it just wasn't enough. Uh, You know, I love the sport. So, uh, you know, I finally got into it. From a podcasting standpoint and uh I, I started doing eight shows a month again work ethic
0: yeah maybe just so that everyone can understand what the boxing voice is maybe can you explain what exactly it is
1: absolutely it's a modi a multi excuse me modi it's a multimedia uh platform uh we're on various forms of social media and we have a decent following and uh, we do a daily podcast. We have a .com that gets about two thousand to five thousand hits a day. We do a daily show that gets anywhere from twenty thousand hits, uh, you know, globally. Because we do what you do, just we don't have your LinkedIn access. So we, uh, you know, simulcast not only to YouTube but uh, to Blog Talk Radio, and we're on iHeart and iTunes and TuneIn and Stitcher and wherever podcasts are found. So, um, yeah, we have uh, a lot of different avenues to promote the sport, talk about the sport, and uh, I guess give visibility to products as well and talent, you know, up and coming prospects, you know, um, it's... It's been 12 years now, so finally the hard work, again, that's why when your producer asked me what, I said it has to be work ethic because uh, I'm finally starting to, uh, another cliche, Uh, what is it, Uh, you reap what you sow, right? So all the hard years of grinding, uh, you know, 2021 has opened up some fantastic doors I'm being told to look into the camera. I'm usually not the one interviewing. I mean, being interviewed.
0: So I know, I know. It's kind of cool. because Also, the people who are interested in you and always listen to your podcast are able to see kind of like a different nest maybe because yeah. you're usually the one doing the interviewing, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A shyer nest. I'm like looking down and like waiting for the next question.
0: <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I mean, it's... It's definitely interesting. I've known you for probably eight of eight of the last years, so it's definitely exciting to see, you know, how far you've come. It's pretty cool. Um, so, Ness, when when you talk about work ethic, how do you think your, you know, growing up, your youth, your school, your family, how do you think that impacted your work ethic?
1: I would definitely say, and I've always, I think, yeah, my mom influenced me a lot. I think she has the hustler's gene.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, She worked as a secretary when she first started very young in the city of North, New Jersey, right in City Hall. And, uh, you know, uh, like my significant other, she worked her way up the ladder in City Hall of North. But uh, because of her ambition and that hustler gene, you know, she would go to New York City when it was popular many, many years ago. I sound so old. Many, many years ago when Canal Street was like the place to go and get um, just everything cheaper. So she would literally do that, you know, whatever money she could get, buy things, bring it back and resell it in uh her office so you know women would buy like costume jewelry you know that thing was big back then uh I, i i think i seen my mom you know be the hustler like i know for a fact she was the one that came up with the down payment for the first house so i think she probably instilled that hustler gene in me
0: yeah and i think being able to not just be taught something but to actually see it take place especially when you're a kid i mean It's just what you know, right?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Like I said, she was a go-getter, so I think it's definitely what made me ambitious. And probably being in the inner city, you know, kids in the inner city always uh, have big dreams. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, to attain those big dreams, you got to work hard for sure.
0: So... Being that kids have big dreams and you had a big dream, you know, what have you, what have you had to do to get where you are? Like when it comes to work ethic, what have you had to just make sure it happens in order to get where you are?
1: What didn't I have to do? I mean, countless sleepless, again, everything that we call a cliche is just real life. Like, you know, Mm -hmm say, oh, uh, you want to be a business owner, but then when you are, you're working more than your 40 hours a week, you know? Um, so you just have to really pick your poison. Cause I work nonstop and you need, you need a, a, a very, <laughs> a very strong, significant other. Not every person can deal with, uh, an ambitious and a, 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 a highly motivated person. It can be a turnoff because, uh, people can get confused and think that you're more invested or interested in your growth uh, or, or your finances than uh, the people that you allegedly love or don't love because you're not giving the proper attention. But um, again, it's, it's work ethic. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's striving to want to accomplish a goal. Like for me, I don't, when I was younger, I I had those dreams, you know, I thought I was going to be a basketball player, Uh, but now it's little goals, attainable goals. And you, if you knock out little goals, you're, you're always winning. It's hard to come down off a high if you're continuously winning. So if you set little goals, you're always in the green, hard to be uh, in the red, you know?
0: Yeah, I know that definitely makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So, Eric Cruz is actually asking a question. So we have Todd saying hello. Eric Cruz just turned in. He he asks, "What did you have to sacrifice to get where you're at?" Uh,
1: well, I had to sacrifice. I would say my first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> my first marriage. Um. You know, you have to go through things, I guess, to know how to do them correctly sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was too much about the business, I would say, in my first marriage and uh, didn't know how to delegate uh, the proper time to everything else in my life. But again, it's, it just boils down to the same thing, how bad you want it. It's it's going to... it's you ain't going to get nowhere in life without, you know, really buckling down and and, and doing the work. And, the, and, and, and you need to learn early on that no one loves what you're doing more than you. Yeah. No passion is going to match yours. You know, I've gone through dozens of co-hosts because they cannot see the vision. And even if they do, you know, that road is so long, you know, it's so long that. They drop off. And and this is what I'm saying. Look, this is the year that I'm finally like, oh, my God, look at what's going on. You know, I'm 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 thanking God every year because it's finally starting to uh, manifest. And, uh, you know, I say it on my own show almost daily. I feel sorry for the guys that didn't stick around because it's. It's finally becoming what we all envisioned, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just growing to be so much more. We've built such a strong, tight-knit community of uh, so many people globally. Uh, you know, again, I've met your husband through my show. Uh, the, the, the names and the amount of people, the the types of jobs, the the businesses that they're in, I love my show. <laughs> I love my show. You know, I really do. I'm really uh, happy.
0: It is. I mean, you have very, very loyal listeners, and it it is. It's a great show. It's definitely a great show. So I know you've had to you've had to sacrifice a lot. Probably even more than your first marriage to get where you are.
1: Countless so- hours. I mean, miles. I've driven so many because you know uh, the secret is obviously um, profit margin. Mm-hmm. So you know you can you can live that life and uh, you know I guess get Instagram famous by spending the the, the 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 money on the flights and the fancy hotels or grinding it, getting on the road, putting in the hard miles and work, and uh, building those organic relationships. And I think that's what I've done. My model from the very beginning has always been big, little, small interview them all. You know, I don't get caught up in uh, how many pay-per-views you sold. Um, I'm looking at talent. And uh, I think that that um, approach is opening doors. I'm doing things in this business that I didn't even expect to be able to do. And uh, yeah, I think it comes from that, from being in those gyms. You know, and I want to shout out Gabe Montoya. I bet you'll never expect that, you know? Um, he said that uh, many many years ago, you know you gotta get in the gym you gotta you gotta get in the gym if you really want to do this job that's the only way that um you're gonna have your ear to the street not only that but but truly understand the sport and you know getting in that ring, which is another thing I recommend
0: so including get into the ring
1: yeah, I recommend that I recommend that because uh you know when I started right again I was a fan first. Um, and there was many, uh, different steps to getting to where I got. So, you know, I would also speak like a fan and assume that a fighter can do more or should do less. Uh, and, uh, it was naive of me. You have to actually be in the ring to understand how difficult lasting three minutes with another man trying to take your head off is. So I think it's invaluable. Um, piece of information that anyone can get, even as a boxing fan. That's why we do our own uh, white collar show. Uh, It's called Border Wars. Your husband actually christened us with the name. And uh, you know, we're on our 12th season, which is another thing. Again, another hard, long road. Something that we started so many years ago uh, it manifested from two co-hosts not getting along, something that we recorded with cell phones for many, many seasons. And now it's being professionally produced uh, by a by a, by a television studio. They fly out. I mean, we can literally sell pay-per-views to it. So, it, again, it's a long road, but you got to keep at it and, uh, you know, hope for the best. And, and sometimes, you know. If you, if you, if you work hard enough, it's going to come. I, I just, that's the only advice I can give because again, for me, it was always a hobby. It was always a hobby until it turned into uh, my day-to-day job. So, yeah.
0: I, I think there's so many people who they, they want what you have and they, they think that they're, they can get there easily or, you know, they, they quit after they hit an obstacle I guess, what kind of advice or what advice would you give to someone who is, you know, maybe they're a hard worker, but they're just, sometimes you just hit these obstacles that just, you know, make you question. I don't know. I guess, have you had the experience of questioning, like, am I really, is this really even worth it? And how did you, how did you get over them?
1: Absolutely absolutely there there was a point in my life where i questioned uh quitting honestly uh I, obviously it was it was during a, 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 my divorce right uh, the thing is that i never stopped doing this daily show so i wore the mask throughout the whole time people didn't even know that i was being uh you know that i got separated that i was going through a divorce every day i still had to wake up put on the happy face and give you tbv in the morning and still tried to do more, uh, but also um, I lost a second income, essentially, you know, it was a two income home. So I had to replace that and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, l- the walls were closing in on me at that point, honestly. I mean, right now, wow, that's uh, 2021. So I think that's six years ago. Excuse me. Um, and uh <sighs> question quitting. <laughs> I definitely questioned quitting. Uh, I even talked about it out loud. So some of my my, my inner circle contacted me and, uh, you know, things started to change. Uh, I just, again, I put the blinders on and, and just kept working, but it got ugly. So anybody out there that's questioning, listen, it's going to get ugly. It can get dark. like, And I mean really dark, like missing mortgage payments. You know, but I'm, I, I' I am I'm so happy to say that because this very same business has me in in, in, a, in a state I dreamed of living. I've relocated my entire family, I bought my second home, still got my first home. so you know saying that that I went through uh trials and tribulations and and and, and thought I was gonna lose that very first home. Uh, is an amazing story because of the journey. Because if you just continue your work ethic, some good has to come from it. It did for me, you know. And I'm just a regular guy, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, it is hard because you're you're almost even though you have maybe you have friends, maybe you have peers, you're always on your own. Like you said, nobody who joins your business, nobody who partners with you, nobody who joins your team, they're never going to be as passionate Mm -hmm. about what you're doing as you are.
1: Totally agree. And that's the first thing people really need to understand. You know, um, you're going to receive tons of support with anything that it is that you do in the beginning, but ultimately the long hours and the late nights are, are you by yourself. And uh, it it boils down to how bad you want it. It's just it's that simple.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Eric has another question for you. When did you stop questioning yourself about quitting, or is it still an ongoing battle? Is that still something that you that you wrestle with? No,
1: I mean, um, uh, I I you know I will say this because um, it's testimony. Uh, I question quitting. I guess the word got around through some of the inner circle. And I received a sponsor that, I mean, stood with me for so many years to come. And it wasn't like it was life-changing money, you know, to to be honest with you. It was like a car payment. Uh, But seeing that someone believed in me that much to say, look, this is what I can do because I believe in this show, just advertise my my business and I'll give you this much a month when he's basically seeing that I want to go away that I don't think it's worth it um that gave me I guess motivation you know to see that there is something here and I just have to keep trying and uh again those freaking it's a long road it's a long road I just I just now, in my opinion, I've just now in 2021 found the magic product. I've just, you know, my 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 issue, I felt like I've never had a product. I've had the audience. I don't have the product. And now my product is not even, I don't have to advertise it to my audience. It's not even for them. But finally, after 12 years with this new venture that I, uh, I have started with with some of my closest friends, I think I have the, uh, you know, the best product and it's, it, you know, we've just started and it's, it's one of the best things I've done is the, 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 the best thing I can say is just a, a fantastic idea that is taken off and the trajectory just seems to be, um, through the roof. So it just takes time. You know, it takes time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And. So of everything that you've done, that's amazing. You've done a a lot of really amazing things to come this far and to be this successful. What do you think you could do better?
1: Um, Be more social, be more social. That would be, I guess, the second piece of advice because networking is so huge. Uh, But if you're not social, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm six, five. I'm not, you know, uh, like I don't wear a uh, you know, the Ray Sugar Ray Leonard smile on my face, so it, it, it makes it a little bit um difficult. People are intimidated, uh, you know, to break the ice. Um, so I would say be social, you know, be extra social, and uh, I think that goes a long way because again, it breaks the ice and you get the conversation going. Once you get talking, you know what you have and, uh, hopefully you know how to sell it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, what would you say? What, what are you the most grateful for in your life?
1: Wow. In my life. Why you want to narrow it down to that? Uh, but I I, I would have, I would honestly have to say, uh, even if it hurts feelings, I would have to say it is this brand because without this brand, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be able to support my children. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be living my dream. I would probably be depressed. I would probably be upset. I would, you know, so many things, you know, um, it has to be this because honestly, I just thank God every day that this is my life. Like I literally get up to work from home in great weather. It's eighty-five degrees outside. Yeah. I mean, I had yeah. I, I if you would have told me this ten years ago, I would have laughed. I wouldn't believe it. You know, I wouldn't invest it in the stock. Nothing. I mean, I just I wouldn't have believed it.
0: You didn't believe in yourself, or you didn't. I
1: I wouldn't believe that that podcast that I was going to start because I didn't have anyone to talk boxing with was going to turn into what it is right now, what it is right now. And the thing is that there is no ceiling. There's no ceiling, not only on what I can make financially, but there's no ceiling on what I can do because every day I have the potential of meeting a new listener in a completely different field, that opens a completely different door. Like I'm doing business with the the, the future mayor of Watertown, Wisconsin. Who would have told me I was going to go to Watertown, Wisconsin, and, and 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 do business right with the future mayor? It, it like it's just not supposed. I'm I'm from Norton, New Jersey. I'm not supposed to know him. So this podcast has opened so many virtual doors it's it's made me global you know I mean I I I have again little goals too so so someone may be looking for financial gain but for me I no one can ever take that I was in Manchester England with Deontay Wilder which now in retrospect right that was the announcement of the first fight that's led to a trilogy in of the biggest heavyweight fight in, in boxing history, really, because if Wilder can win, there is no heavyweight story bigger than Wilder Fury. So it's like this podcast, I I thank God daily because this podcast continues to just do amazing things for me, my family, my close friends. You know, I mean, look at info, Joe. You don't, I mean, you know him maybe, but I know that your husband does and like, He's doing announcing now, and I can see him being on television, you know, announcing professional fights. It's just, you know, uh, some people like to joke, like, man, a lot of people that are work with you are are somewhere else, you know, and and sometimes that did hurt Rebecca. Like, damn, I kept, I lost another great host or another great correspondent, or, but. I, I, I quickly realized that I'm cultivating guys, you know, I'm their stepping stone. But that's what I realized, that the platform has gotten to the level that everybody's watching. So, yeah, you're going to get a job because you work with me because they're watching. Absolutely, you'll get an offer to fight on television because they're watching. It's, it's And that's what no one can take from me. You know, I get messages. Listen, I just dropped some sparring and got messages from promoters. I I couldn't believe it, you know? And that's why when I was at the Logan Paul Mayweather, that was my statement. This little podcast, look where it's got me. To the Logan Paul Mayweather fight and the one before that with McGregor and the one before that with Pacquiao. Like, I'm living, like, boxing history every day and uh if it's your passion how could you not be happy
0: exactly and and who knows what is to come right Mm. these are the ones that you've that you've already you know the things that you've already accomplished but who knows what there is to come and just so I mentioned I guess just subscribers and downloads but the boxing voice that's the number one Boxing podcast.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, no one in the world has more five-star reviews than the boxing voice. You know, look, HBO, which is a corporation, is there. Showtime is there. My good friend Chris Mannix with with, with, uh, Sports Illustrated. Numerous people uh, in the the sport. But, again, no one comes close to TBV. We're grinding, man. We're working. And and we want to keep that number one position and uh that's why work ethic is important
0: absolutely so keep that number one position what do you see or, like if you were to look 5 5 years down the road what would you envision for the boxing voice for for ness
1: i honestly it's funny you even say that because uh, i joke about it with my wife i say i can't wait to see where we're at in 5 years i can't tell you what i envision because every day something else happens or, you know, a new opportunity. Like, you would have asked me last year if I'm going to commentate live fighting. I would have said, no, you know, I'm happy doing my show or I'm happy going to uh, live fights. And now that's become our thing. We've, we, we we commentated a live show in Atlanta uh, with um, big time promotions. And now we're going to be back July 16th and 17th. In Atlanta, with a completely different promoter with with, uh, TriStar Boxing and Southpaw Promotions, and then we're back July 31st with the first promoter. And you know, today at 12, I had a conversation with another promoter, and it's just so many things are are, are happening at such a rapid pace that I just know in five years from now, I'm going to be worth more. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in terms of, uh, uh you know, what venture and nothing. it'll be in boxing. and I will never get out of it. Uh, but I just can't tell you what it would be. I, I, I just expect something great to come.
0: I'm sure it will. I'm sure it's on its way. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier, you mentioned that you had a big announcement to make.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, maybe that in five years, maybe I reach my goal. You know, I, I set a number, uh, and if if I can reach my goal, I guess in five years of how many clients I'll have under my new uh, publicity agency that me and my uh, closest friends have have formed together, and uh, yeah, in a matter of you know weeks of me coming up with the idea, forming it, formulating it. Uh, creating the LLC and, and, and jumping on my my phone, we already have seven clients. Wow, um, that we do uh, publicity for. I have two heavyweights, um, uh, by the name of Derek Sterling and uh, Mack Truck, aka the Carvey Scott. I got Christian Otero, Dylan Price, who was formerly with the uh, Mayweather Promotions. I actually have big names um, in a matter of weeks. And I'm in talks with so many people. I got a a manager that wants to give me six of his fighters. So it's like I said, I finally have the product that I've been looking for. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's the announcement. We're doing publicity for fighters and promoters as well um, for their fight cards. And uh, business is booming. It's insane um, what the game was missing. (laughs) Two times they let me slide in.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think what something that I've learned is that sometimes sometimes you just need one more product. Yeah. Sometimes you just need one more thing. Maybe what you have what you have is great, but there's more opportunities, which is I mean, if you already have if you're just announcing this right now and you already have 7 Exactly. Seven clients that's I'm not even
1: my I'm not, that's what I was telling you. I'm not even using my own platform to attract new customers, which I can because fighters listen to my show every day. You know, fighters are misrepresented every day, don't have publicists, don't even know what a publicist is. I've literally had to explain it. So, I have the perfect product. I know that for me, for my niche and for what it is that I'm doing. And and look, there's other people out there, just like there were other podcasts, but uh, I, I feel there's a void and I'm going to fill it.
0: Love that. So the publicity that you're that you're helping people with, that is for boxers only or who would who would be those clients? Um
1: I'm doing boxers at the moment. I actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I had a conversation with a woman last night uh, that would be interested in actually us handling, um, you know, her promotion and doing some publicity on her because she does charity boxing events in Texas. And um, yeah, hopefully we can work something out with her. But yeah, it's not limited to boxers but it's it is limited to the 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 field and niche of boxing obviously because that is my strong suit um you know again another another uh, phrase uh I stay in my lane you know boxing is my lane this is where I think I can thrive and 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 where I can defend myself so um everything else is for everyone else this is for me
0: love that and if people were going to turn it, if people were going to tune in to- the boxing voice what could they what would they expect
1: a little bit of everything (laughs) Show is global and uh we not only have a landline we accept you know uh international calls via the internet um like via vop voip so it's like you don't know who you're going to get. You can get someone from Malaysia. You can get someone from Nigeria. You'll get someone from the UK, Canada, New Jersey, different accents, um, you know, different parts of the world. Uh, But what you are going to get are genuine people that uh, want to express how the sport has made them feel on a daily basis. You're going to get, for all my entrepreneur business people out there, you're going to get 96% male ratio between the ages of 13 to 65. Actually, last month we had a 5% spike. Obviously, Mayweather was fighting Logan Paul. We had a 5.6% in 13 to 17-year-old demographic. But you're going to get a lot of men um, that spend money because boxing is a sport that bleeds their consumers dry we have uh, a ridiculous amount of pay per views not only on the high level but on the low level for instance the cards that I'm gonna be commentating all three of them are you know paid for you have to uh, pay to watch so uh, it's a very expensive sport and uh, you're gonna get conversions
0: so if, they were, <laughs> if, if anyone was listening and they wanted to say advertise or partner with you that would that would be what they could expect. What about for listeners? What if? What about for people tuning in who, you know, maybe maybe they like your story, maybe they're interested in what could they expect if they're tuning in to the Boxing Voice?
1: Again, uh, different personalities and uh, dozens and dozens of opinions. Uh, I think that is really what separates us because uh, you don't have to just be bored with my voice because after I, I guess I give my take. We, we go to the phone lines and, and we get international and and you'll hear dozens and dozens of opinions on the same topic, if not numerous. Right. People take uh, their minute or three minutes, depending on the day, to express how they feel um, on that day.
0: Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. So last question for you, Ness. It's a big one. What are you the most excited about in your in your life right now? what are you the most excited about?
1: Ooh, uh, I guess this move to Florida I'm really happy like I never knew how happy I was gonna be I think I told myself that Florida was the answer for so long that I'm living that you know i'm I'm living what I thought it would be i like i I spoke it into existence this Happy life. I I literally wake up very happy being here. I'm never upset. Um, I I, I say that. Like, if things don't change, Rebecca, I'm still going to be very happy. Just leave it the way it is. I'm super happy. Um, So, yeah, I think it's this move. Uh, The sun does something. You know, having good weather makes you want to... I work out more out here. You look better. You got a better tan. You know, it's just... The weather. I, I like the sun. I guess it's the move. Definitely, the move to Florida has me. It's the happiest in my life right now.
0: I'm jealous. I'm <laughs> jealous.
1: Well, I hear you guys want to move to Miami. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's
1: expensive. I'll tell you that. I'm, I'm I'm about two hours and a half from Miami, just far enough not to pay those Miami prices.
0: I don't know. I I mean, so here in. I'm in, as you know, I'm in Calgary in Canada and I, so it's June. I think we still had a little bit of snow in May. Like it was still, yeah, definitely.
1: I can't, you know, uh, like I said, I still have my home in New Jersey, but I refused to buy a, a snowblower because I knew that that would make me settle in. I needed to shovel that driveway every day that that snow fell to realize I have to get out of here. And that's what I'm saying. Work ethic. You know, I I, I talked about wanting to move to Florida for so long that when I looked, I was, I was completely able to do it without selling my home. You know, the first thing the realtor told me is, Oh, do we got to close on your home first? And and I said, no, I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) You know? So it, it work ethic, man. Nothing beats that. Nothing beats that. Not to me. I don't know. Maybe someone else has another magic formula they can let me in on the secret. But to me, it's nothing beats hard work. Just
0: hard work. Well, Ness, thank you so much for joining me today, Nestor Gibbs from the Boxing Voice podcast, and we're going to we're going to throw your links in all of the different channels that we are. And guys, thank you so much for joining me. You'll be able to also hear an edited version of this podcast on my podcast, which is called She Hustles, um, with myself, Rebecca Kramer, and Ness. Thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. I love the name of that podcast. She hustles. Yeah, That's she awesome.
0: hustles.
1: Love it. Thank you for having me. Find me on uh, forms of social media at The Boxing Voice, T-H-A-B-O-X-I-N-G-V-O-I-C-E. And my personal uh, Instagram is at NessGTO. Thank you so much for having me. Can't wait to uh, do it again.
0: Thanks so much.